This is I Represent the 2% with your host, Coach Amos Wellington. And in the building today, uh, virtually, uh, it's really him. <laughs> you see his name there. Um, legend, record holder, uh, Olympic qualifier, monster, good human, and uh, a fantastic man at this stage of life, Obi Moore. Uh, welcome to the program, brother. We're so glad to uh, have a few minutes to sit down with you. And, um, you know, just how you feeling today? On top of the world, how are you? Brother, we, we are doing absolutely well. Grateful and thankful for the opportunity to sit down with you. Yes, indeed. Reach out, um, you know, make, and make sure you know, that so many of us that love you and not just what your feet could do and not just what your legs could do, but, um, you know, when, when there's that, there's that synergistic relationship of the athlete and the fan, um, you ran for Muir, you ran for the Jets. And when I was cheering for you, um, you know, from distance, you know, I'm coaching that at, at Fairfax High School at the time. And I just see these cornrows <laughs> and I'm just like, what, what is happening here? And they said, oh man, you gotta see this kid. I'm like, oh man, is he all that? You're like, man, you gotta see this kid. I said, okay, all right, well, all right, we're gonna see. And, you know, we had a decent team in 94. You know, we made the state final, we were feeling good. That was, I think, uh, at Muir, I think that was like Kenny Haslip's group and uh, yep. going out. And um, you know, Coach um, uh, Roger Moore, who, you know, I, of course, just as a fan of, you know, Magnum P.I., I was like, that's, uh, that's, that's Big Brother from uh, Magnum P.I. And then, yeah. and then the following year, 95, 96, 97, because you were a freshman in 94, yes? That was. Um, well, well, we'll get we'll get to Muir. In, we'll get to Muir in a second. If you, but can you write it down? Um, tell us how you became part of um, the legendary LA Jets, and you know what what that process was like, and you know just those those initial dates and, and years. Well, in 87, 86, my mom was the principal for Linwood High School, and I actually started off with the South Bay Panthers. Um, and then we end up moving to Pasadena and my mom's best friend name was, um, who just passed away a few years ago. Her name was, uh, Miss Stamps. I call her Auntie Stamps. Mm. And, uh, I tried to join the Pasadena running roses and they had too many people on the team. They wasn't taking no more, um, athletes. And then my mom talked to Miss Stamps, she said, oh, he could join the L.A. Jets because my mom worked in Linwood. So when we moved to Pasadena, uh, we just hooked it up where, you know, I started working out with the L.A. Jets after my first year with the uh, South Bay Panthers, which is a legendary team also. Yes. Oh, definitely. So with uh, the L.A. Jets, I stayed with the L.A. Jets from 88 no, 87 to 97. 
Okay, fantastic. Uh, Coach James and Coach Moore. Yeah. And the history of LA Jets, I mean, it's, it's so deep. I'm pretty sure you got it from Coach James and yeah. Coach Moore, but you're talking about NFL players, Olympic gold medalists. Um, yeah, it, it just runs deep. So when I got into that culture, dealing with um, all the talent, it just took me to another level. Yeah. Well, first, let me say, um, you know, just just briefly, just, you know, Ashe and, you know, rest in peace to uh, Mother Stamps. And that's just, you know, that's a beautiful testimony of what of what we do as a community for one another. And it's also a cautionary tale to all you coaches out there saying we got too many kids because you might be saying no to Obi Moore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. I have friends. Yeah, I have friends from Pasadena that I grew up with. Um, Sultan McCullough, who we went to high school with, his brothers. Um, one of my good friends, Jim Bay, Scooby. Um, they like, man, what if you was on the Pasadena Running Roses? Why they turn you down? I'm like, they said you had too many children, so I had to go somewhere else. So yeah, it's 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 really odd you know, with, with these big programs, but you're talking about 300, 300 children. So I get it now as an adult, but shit, you turn me down. <laughs> you know, and, and nobody, and that's, that's, it, I was sitting with, I had a friend of mine um, come out and speak to my group um, in 2006. I was coaching at Eastside High School in, in Lancaster. And he came out and one of the, the first things that he said when he started talking to the group was, I don't know who I'm speaking to right now. I'm looking at elected officials and doctors and, you know, he just went down the list of the impact that these young people were going to make on some level as adults. And he said, you can fit into any one of those categories, depending on, you know, how you, how you progress in life, but it's, it's a pleasure for us to be here you know, in that moment. And, I, and it, you know, I was grown and had children and all that kind of stuff, but it really impacted me. It reminded me every time I sit with somebody, you don't know who they're going to be. You know what I mean? Down the, you don't know who they are right now and down the road and, and to, you know, just to never judge. So, yeah. That's yeah, that's I totally, I totally, yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, you know, it, it, I think everything happens in divine order. So it was a reason why, I didn't hook up with the Pasadena Running Roses. And it's a reason why I got underneath um, James and Coach Moore, um, just dealing with my character and my um, evolution as a man, I was supposed to be underneath certain personalities. And Coach James, Coach Moore, they are developers. And I'm not saying that South Bay Panther coaches or Pasadena coaches wasn't developers, but it was a reason in the spirit that I got underneath Coach James and Coach Moore. Yes. So, so you talked about the culture and, you know, the, you know, the young men specifically and the ladies, of course, also that have, that have come out of that organization, LA Jets. Um, you talked about the culture when you arrived. Um, who are some of your teammates or who were some of the kids that you were behind in, in age in terms of age and um, 
you know, your, your contemporaries in the, in the group and uh, guys you were looking to say, you know, that's, that's who I got to knock off. That's who, that's whose level I got to get to. And you came in at, at 10. See, when, when I came in, you have people like Marcellus Wiley. Oh yeah. Um, he's on ESPN every day. He's like one of my big bros. Yeah. Uh, we talk a lot. He used to fly me out to Super Bowls and, mm. You know, big time, but he's a LA Jet. Yeah, and you got you got personalities like Steve Lewis, and oh, yeah. you had the triplets, and um, I could go down the list on about fifty guys that their personalities was incredible. Jamar French, yeah. who ended up getting killed when he was, I want to say, nineteen or twenty, um, but just a big personality, mm. and I always give credit to all these personalities that was around me at the Jets that cultivated my personality. That's right. That's right. So um, it, it's just amazing what Coach James and Coach Moore did with these personalities that's coming from Inglewood and Long Beach. We had Kenyon Rambo. We had, oh, yeah. uh, we had, and he went to Ohio State and went to uh, the NFL. We had, um, Clarence Scott, who jumped 26 feet in high school. Oh, yeah. 10, 6, 4. 4. I remember Fremont. Yeah. 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 We, we had all these different persons. So it was a melting pot of a lot of energy yeah. that made you step up. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. You, got, you got Sanyika Hall. This dude was like the perfect runner. Okay. Looked up to him. Sanyika was incredible. He's in Vegas right now. You um, and then just going to the girls' team. Yes, it the LA Jets was like a um, like a uh, a pillar of of excellence. Yeah, like everybody wants to step it up because everybody's stepping it up at practice. You go to track meet, we got to show up. We got to show up to the Junior Olympics. We got to show up to the national, and we always showed up. And I I went through this for ten years. Awesome, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, it, you know, the, that ringing endorsement, um, you know, of, of Coach Moore and Coach James. And, you know, and I, I, I'll let you know, you know, that I sat down with Coach James and you mentioned, you mentioned Steve Lewis. And um, I sat down with him as, as well. You know, longtime uh, friends, Coach James, you know, more mentored me, of course, uh, you know, being far ahead of me in the game. Um, and then Steve, just, you know, just being a fan, him being an L.A. guy and you know, being an L.A. Jet, going to uh, going to UCLA and you know, just running, running crazy. Um, and then, you know, the thing that got me with Steve, you know, just really quickly, was just how he how massive he got after he retired. And when I saw him at Mount Sac one year, I was like, man, what, what's going on? <laughs> you go from Mr. Mr. Olympia and all this different stuff. But, you know, let me tell you this, brother. Steve just sent me an oof ball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Steve looked like a Greek god. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's beautiful. And he's in his 50s. He's, and I think he's supposed to be uh, racing um, that guy from Texas. Uh, I can't remember. They've been you going back. Right. You said it right. That guy from Texas. <laughs> yeah. That we don't Roy, know. Roy, Roy the Robot Martin. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm laughing. I call Steve. I said, are you really going to race this dude? And then me and Coach James talked. And he was like, man, he don't want no part of Steve. Steve looked like a Greek god 
from oh. Olympic. <laughs> yeah. Steve, I, man. Yeah, Steve, is he's a monster. He's a, um, yeah, Steve's a monster. <laughs> yeah, Steve is a whole nother um, entity. I wish he never got hurt. Same thing with me. I wish I never got hurt. Yeah. But we would have seen track and field change if certain athletes, and I call it the curse of the 400-meter runners from California. So you're mm. talking about Free Thomas. You're talking about Quincy Watts, yeah. Steve Lewis, yeah. Obi Moore, Rashawn Nellums. Wow. I mean, now. If you the history, honest, and I want to do a documentary on this, it's a curse oh. with with us not tapping in to that 42 range yeah. because everybody had it. Yeah. But something about this these California cats, mm. something go a poor hamstring, appendix with a Quincy. Um Henry, I forgot what Henry had, but I talked to Henry also. Mm. He's one of he's one of he's one of my big homies' best friends. Yeah. And it's something that goes on with that 400 meter cat from California. Steve Lewis, something happened to him, I think his senior year or his junior year. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, something happened. But Steve probably could have ran 44-2 in high school. A monster. Yeah. Yeah. My senior year, I didn't I didn't complete it, but I know I could have ran 43 in high school. Man. Henry Thomas. Obi, Obi, you're losing. Obi, I lost your audio. Hold on, let me. Okay, go ahead, brother. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that's you know it's interesting you say that. I mean, because when when Q now coach uh, Watts uh, when when Q was at SC, you know, summer of '92. He goes 43-5 on the fly in the, you know, world record-setting time. Steve's on the team. They're, you know, they're doing their thing. It's like, oh, it's about to be on him. Uh, uh, Valman, I think Andrew Valman was on that team and Michael Johnson in Barcelona. And you're like, okay, great. You know, you see, I remember the video. Steve's, Steve's looking at the clock all the way down, trying, you know, checking the, checking the record. And then you're like, okay, well, these dudes have two, three more Olympics. Because, you know, you're looking at the end of the tail end. I mean, Carl had one more long jump um, you know, Olympics in 96. But you're looking at the tail end of his career. You know, Michael was, you know, Michael had the food poisoning or, you know, whatever the situation was, 92, um, attempting to double. But like you said, you know. Can I curse? Can, can, can I curse? Oh, you, man, you, we grown. You, do you? Okay. Yeah, Mike, Mike, Mike was scared of Q, and that's some bullshit. <laughs> that's some bullshit. I did the history and did the, yeah, I did the history. Of, Mike was scared of Q. <laughs> like a motherfucker, he was scared of Q. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you. Q, after that race, he said in the interview, I, I looked at it maybe a hundred times. He said, I just wanted to see what the Q had in the tank. <laughs> That's what he said. He ran 43-5. I want to say 5-0 oh, 
Yeah. And I just wanted to see what I had to take. That's in the prelims. Q was a mo- come on, man. Q was a monster. That that brother, listen, and and was Johnson didn't want no parts of that. So all that uh you eating some um uh and I don't like Michael Johnson, just to be straight up. Um you you eating some uh uh tofu or whatever you got sick. Come on, man. Get that out of here. You a professional, you ain't eating no tofu or whatever you ate to make you get some food poison. You ate some Chinese food. Come on, man. Ah, <laughs> we are getting the real today from Obi Moore um, here on I Represent the 2%. No doubt. Okay. So, <laughs> but I'm telling you now, you know, 92, I was a student at West LA College and uh, backside. The backside of the hill at West LA is, you know, you got the hill in Pasadena and the backside of West LA is a 45 degree angle. It's between, you can make it, you could probably make it an 800 if you, you know, if you wanted to, but I mean, there's, there's gotta be 12 light poles. So there's at least a 600 that's on a beautiful ascension and the SC got, uh, um, Coach Alice used to bring the SC guys over. And, um, you know, that's when I first met you. I was like, that's Quincy Watts right there. He's up there just just back there, just bouncing, nice and smooth. And then to see him that summer in 92, whew, I mean, you know, he was a big man. I don't know if yeah, he was lean, you know what I'm saying? He wasn't a lean, long, wiry type runner. Um, that big brother was both. Yeah. Oh yeah, he could move. You know that status and the way he was bouncing down the track is beautiful. Just a beautiful stride, and yeah, he he was nice. Q was Q was one of the nicest um, athletes I have seen in a long time. It's another girl that just came out from LSU. She bounced down the track like FloJo. I'm like, wow, she just bouncing like, you know. Perfect. It's a, I always tell people, like, you're a runner, and then you're a sprinter, and then you're a mover. Hmm. Like, when you start moving down the track, it just looks pretty. Yeah, yeah. So I love I love the art of the sport when somebody taps into that. Mm-hmm. And Q was one that tapped into that. Yeah. This girl from LSU that's running the 100, I think she ran 1070. One a couple of weeks ago, she mm-hmm. she's bouncing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her her the, the length on her gait and yeah. you know the, the the parallel. You know, you see her not not even shin angles, but you see that how, how her thighs are just parallel. She's covering so much ground. She's putting yeah. so much force into the ground, just propelling herself down the track. It, she's a beautiful runner. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is. Well, I call them movers. Yeah. I just posted something on Facebook yesterday. Um, one of one of I think one of my greatest races where I ran I ran this dude down from Morningside and I was moving. Hold on, man. Hold on. Hold on. We hold on. Hold on. Cause because because you did that, you did that to that same brother two times, and we're gonna talk about that. Don't 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 go there just yet. Wait just a second. Hold okay, on. hold on. Because listen, those are two as 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 a track bomb, that's the son of a track bomb. That's the non-blood relative of Ralph Tilly and my next door neighbor, you know, 
Wellingtons and the Tillys neighbors since the 50s on, or on Orange Drive in Los Angeles. Um, that is those two nights at Arcadia and the state final in Cerritos that in 96, right? The 96. Yeah. Man, I'm telling you right now. Uh, we'll get there in a minute. We'll get there in a minute. Hold on. Just, just a second. We'll save that just, just a moment. <laughs> now, what's that, what's that brother's name? Uh, hold on. Let me think. I can't recall his name. Um, I've been, I mean, he has been, I'm sure, you know, haunted by, haunted by the sound of your feet and your breath for 25 years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but really, but really it had nothing to do with him. It had to do with me losing the 200, um, to Michael Harrison who went end up going to UCLA and I didn't get out as fast as I wanted to. So I was really disappointed. And I told coach Ely, I don't know. I don't know if you remember coach, um, uh, coach Ely. From your Ely. He went to mirror. I think he graduated. I want to say 87, 88. All maybe 86 with Henry Thomas. And I told Coach, I said, man, I need something special to happen because I feel embarrassed that I took a loss to this dude that nobody knows. <laughs> he was really from Georgia, and he moved to California, and he got out on me, and I'm hmm. like, who is this dude? Like, <laughs> And I took the loss in the deuce. When I took the loss in the deuce, I'm like, Coach, I was crying. Oh, I said, man. Coach, I need something special to happen. And – uh. That's what happened in the four by four. Okay, well, we obviously we can't wait any longer. So that so we so what happened? So was that the you talking about Arcadia? The first no, I'm talking <laughs> about the state meet. Okay, okay, all right. Let, let's go back to Arcadia because I'm okay now. In in '96 that year, you know, you know they still have the they still have Friday night, Saturday night. Saturday night, it's the Invitational. Um, Morningside's got a hot team. You guys are, you know, doing what you what Muir always does. You always got a hot team. So I'm on the infield because one of our guys had a little a little strain, lower back, hamstring, something like that. And I'm on the infield with him, and I see the first leg from Morningside go by, and. You know, I'm like, okay, there's the there's the first group. Bam, I hear the gun. I'm not really taking splits, but I'm just, I'm just down here working on our guy. Second leg, you know, it, you know, start getting a little, you know, people start getting a little, oh man, oh man, oh man. You know, I see the red and white and I see a little gap. I'm like, okay. Third leg, gap is a little bigger because there's a there was a there was a hole in the fence on the field where I could see. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, okay, well, you know, all right. And then the anchor leg got the baton and dude went by. And then it was like three, two, one. And here come the braids. And I'm like, okay, what's that? And then I'm like, all right. But then I heard the crowd. And I don't know if you were at the, at the 250 mark. I don't know if you were, you know, at in the last hundred, but the crowd started saying, Oh man, and you know, <laughs> listen, 
I'm telling it was these, I'm telling you, these are the two greatest nights because the first one I didn't get to see. I'm only I'm listening, I'm on the field listening to the crowd, you know, giving me this instant understanding of what's taking place. And I'm like, this is one of the great nights, this is one of the great performances, and I'm missing the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what so Arcadia, how that how did it transpire, you know, for as you're watching it, you know with those first legs. Yeah, Arcadia, Arcadia, for me, and I'm just being fair, that's like practice meets to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, sure. um, with me, if you put anybody in front of me, I'm going to get them. Period. I'm going to get your ass. Period. I'm, 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 I'm there to get you. So, that's like those are practice meets to me so i didn't even start uh, uh training for speed uh until after arcadia actually actually mount sac um so you know those is practice meets to me because i knew the things that i was doing with coach james and our training we was preparing for something else which was the olympics so i kind of look at it like child's play you can put anybody in front of me. I'm going to get you. <laughs> man, oh man, um, yeah. Just now, do you now? I remember I've listened to Bo Jackson in interviews talk about running and just hearing wind, not hearing the crowd. You know, on, on big breakaway runs in the Coliseum, you know, a hundred thousand people in the stands, and he's like, I don't hear anything when I run. I'm like, okay. So for you, are you, you know, thinking back on those, on those, on those big comeback runs, um, you know, are you, are you hearing the crowd? Is that, is that anything in it? Or are you just looking at the dude's back and making sure he's getting bigger and until you can't see him no more? Well, with Coach Jack growing up with the program, he used to send people out you know, 30 meters, 20 meters, mm. 50 meters. Um, his niece, Kadrina Coffee, you know, sent her out 50 meters. And I have to, so I was programmed to run people down. Okay. <laughs> so it was natural to me. Now, on the spiritual side, I have had races where I tapped into something else that was more spiritual where it wasn't that I was racing anybody or I was trying to catch anybody. So that was the more spiritual side, but I have had the, um, the energy Well, okay, I'm running this dude down, but certain, certain races, it became spiritual. Like I'm running by myself. Mm -hmm. I'm in the race by myself. There's nobody around. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to do what I want to do. I felt like I was flying. Mm -hmm. Man, well, you, I, you know, being being outside of your body as you're having that experience, you, you look like you're flying. You know, um, there's just nothing, there's nothing about, um, there's nothing about the way that you were running that, you know, that anybody could, you know, emulate. Just this boy got it. You know what I mean? Like when when you when we have these special guys and and you, you named name wow man oh my goodness you talked about Bryshawn and Q and Henry Steve and yourself 
you know, um, when when the guy, when the dude shows up on the day, there's nothing anybody can do. And yeah. the year the year Bryson got the got the four goals. I mean that 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 same year, or maybe it was either the same year or the year before that um, German Fernandez, you know, set uh, set the state meet record in the in the 3200 that day. And it was this boy went out and ran. Oh, but he ran, he ran 832. Okay. And so he went, this this boy went 61, eight laps. And he was, I mean, it was a hot day in Cerritos that day. I remember that. Yeah, man. It was, you know, those days, those, those days, and when it was Jordan Hasse's time, you know, and he had her, she had her great run. And um, when the Harrison, this is my point, and this is what I miss about competing. When you think about a Kobe or Michael Jordan or somebody tapping into that Zen, it's mm. just certain people that tap into that Zen, and you can see it. And you know, it's not just about the workouts; it's really about somebody that goes and tap into that Zen to get to that point where you'll never forget what they tapped into. Yeah. So when I talk about the Henry Thomases and the Bo Jackson, uh, the Michael Jordans, the Kobe Bryants, the Quincy Watts, the Obi Moore, I was able to tap into the Zen and didn't even know I was tapping into some Zen. Yeah. Yeah. That's that single pointedness where you really tap into your spirit and everything is connected. It was a brother from, I think, the 1968 long jump. He tapped into the Zen. Oh, yeah. Bob Beeman. Yeah, Yeah, Bob Beeman. I met him. Oh, yeah. Tapped into the Zen. Yeah. So we got to figure out how we could turn that tapping into the Zen into a science. That's right. I'm with you, I'm with you on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man. You know, and, and I mean, a lot of, and, and for, for, you know, others, they're able to do it in, you know, in different non-athletic terms, you know, they're just able to focus and they're able to block everything out there. I forget the name of the film. And it, it wasn't the natural. It was one of those, it was a baseball movie. And the guy was like, he just said, you know, he was able to clear the mechanism. And then all he's looking at as a pitcher, all he could see in the stadium Game seven and all that stuff, and fans full and sixty five thousand people in the stand. He can't see anything but his catcher's mitt, and it's just I remember that. yeah. I remember that. Clear the mechanism. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, was it major? Was it major? I remember that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that movie. I'm trying to. It wasn't major base. I remember that movie, and he went into the he went into the zone. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, man. You remember when Kobe was hitting all those shots and Jordan with they in the zone? Yeah. Like when you get in that zone, you can't miss. We have to figure out a philosophy as coaches yeah. to have our children be able and have our have the children to be able to tap into that zone at will. Yeah. I went in and out of it. Mm. Quincy in and out of it. Mm. Michael Johnson went in, but it has to be something where you can always tap into that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to figure out. That's, 
that's that's well stated. Definitely worthy of uh, worthy of study. Absolutely, yeah. Because uh, you know, collectively, you know, we've got so much so much knowledge. Um, you know, the, the 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 science and the mechanics of running is, is is one thing, and that's 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 a book on the shelf for sure for sure. But the ability to you know peak perform. Um, you know, when the, when the demand is high, when the need is there, when, as you're describing, the athlete is, you know, 20, 30 meters or more out, and, you know, it, it's required that you tap into something else. Yes. You, you know, um, because there's, there's no amount of, you know, reps, you know, per se, that are just going to have you prepared to go and do something like that. Um, I was talking to Michael Granville you know, um, two weeks ago. That's my, that's my nemesis. That's the, that's, that's the great one. Michael Granville. Um, I can't even lie. Michael Granville made me go do a thousand (laughs) sit-ups. Two, three hundred push-ups. Michael Granville is a whole nother monster. When I looked at his daddy, I thought his daddy was Malcolm X. I thought so militant. Michael Granville is a whole nother monster. Yeah. But he took me where I said, I'm gonna take him, I'm gonna take him out at 49. I gotta break him down. And I just never could get the brother. Like, but that's my that's my friend. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. But growing up, I'm like, this is my enemy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Michael Granville is a whole nother monster. And he has that, he has that uh that record still. 25 years, brother. 25 years. Yeah, that's, yeah, Granville is a whole, a whole nother beast. Well, you know, um, you know, he mentioned, you know, and I, I feel, I'm, I'm so glad that you guys have that relationship now. And it's great when we can grow up and, and reach out to our, you know, contemporaries and guys that we battled against and things like that. And, and either, either coach together, put on clinics together, go into business one way, one way or another. Or, or just have, you know, um, you know, quality relationship, friendship, whatever, whatever it develops to be. But it, it was great to talk to him. And he, he mentioned that, um, you know, his dad had studied you. And, you know, because Michael didn't start running until he was 10. And he ran the 100 and he said he ran, he was running for the Valley Eagles. And he said he ran like 11 something 1199 or something like that at you know uh, fat and they're like okay you run 100 you make you bought your ticket you earned your ticket to go to nationals and um somewhere right in there in that first year or so said okay we're gonna throw you in the eight and throw you in the half and see what you could do and you were in the race and so his dad said he he kind of doped you out like okay well he's gonna go out like this i want you to run like that and at um at 600 meters, you know, I want you to, I want you to measure him and then go when you can go. And he said, he's going to drop his shoulders. This is, this is, this is what Michael told, told, said about, you know, his, his dad telling him about you in the race. He said, he's going to, when he drops his shoulders or when he raises his shoulders, he said, that's when I want you to go. Hmm. I said, what? I said, he had, I said, man, he, he's like, oh yeah, my dad had, he said, my dad had, you know, everybody, laid out and he said they had all the all the half mile marks and all these things and because he had run 
Uh, his dad ran at um, at Compton College and he ran at Northridge, um, you know, back in the day. So I was like, wow, okay, that's really cool. But like, you guys can talk about that. That's gonna be uh, that will be your next your next phone conversation. Like, wait a minute, man, your dad, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. 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 Yeah, but that you know that, yeah. that whole. I mean, that Friday Mike night. Gave, Mike fun. gave me a lot of nightmares. <laughs> special dude. Special dude. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, Very special dude. You know, you, um, we were in, excuse me, we were in um, Sacramento. Um was your senior your senior year was the state meeting in Sacramento? Uh, I think Sacramento was 95, 96. My senior year is 97. Okay. Well, okay, so 96 was at was at Cerritos for yep. sure. Uh, so we are we are there because we, we ended up at a diner after the meet in, in Sacramento and um, and uh, you know we saw Cook. You know, Coach Turner, a couple of guys with him at the um, camera rose evening. We just said, "Hey, you know, congratulations, Coach." But you were—you mentioned Sutan McCullough. Um, you know, he was—he had that—he had that battle going in the hundred with uh, Justin Fargus. Yeah. Um, those, you know, those couple, those couple years, and I remember Huggy Bear being in the stands and, and all, yeah. that, you know, all that stuff. And, oh my goodness. Those were, those were some epic battles. I mean, just because anybody, anybody between two and seven, you know, anybody between two and seven could get the win in a hundred. And dudes was throwing big money down at the finish line in the stands, talking crazy. Oh, big time. Big time. <laughs> I, I had people paying their mortgages off of bedding in the stands. Oh. They bet two thousand dollars, five thousand oh, dollars. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's it, it was crazy back in the day with track and field. Man, uh, okay, so oh, I wanted to um, because I got to get you back on. Uh, you know, got to get you on camera, looking fresh, feeling good. Uh, and I know you're feeling good, and I know you're looking fresh, but. Weren't ready for camera today, <laughs> but let me just let me just say, man, congratulations um, on your Hall of Fame induction on the wall at Penn Relays, man. Um, oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it it, it makes me cry because you know I thought a lot of people forgot about me and mm. what I accomplished. Mm. So, makes me cry so when I go back and look at it you know I have crying sessions because I put so much work in and then feel I feel like I didn't give the track and field community you know all that I had because of the injury Mm -hmm. that's why I say it's the curse of the 400 meter runners from California like some type of curse that goes on now I will say the young brother from uh, Marietta, yeah, doing great. Yeah. So maybe the curse is broken. Yeah. Um, 
my boy Mikhail Haywood mm-hmm. was training him. Okay. And um, he's doing great. Like, I think that brother could run probably 42-8. Mm. And he's with Quincy. So yeah. he's people that I went to school with yep. and then that I looked up to. Yeah. So I think Quincy is still coaching them, right? Yeah, I believe so. I, uh, as far as as far as I know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure a thousand percent, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Michael Norman. You know his yeah. mother. His mother ran. I believe she ran professionally. I think she's uh, uh, Japanese or Asian Asian descent somewhere. Yeah. In there. Yeah. 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 Brother's got. Uh, he's definitely got the goods. You know. Um, whatever, whatever happened early. Uh, was it the trials? He had a he had a bad um, outing, you know. Maybe not the trials because we didn't get there last summer. But one thing I love about um, his training, they didn't overrun him in high school. They didn't overrun him, so I'm like, dang, I wish I would have went through that where I didn't get overran. But yeah, they didn't overrun him, and he's showing up. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, he. Um, you know, you talk about you mentioned the overrunning, um, and I'm yeah, I'm glad that he has the opportunity to just run the quarter, run the deuce on occasion. You know, hit a relay here and there, but not every week. And um, you know, you, you I saw your film, uh, the film they did on on flow track about you and you mentioned you said well if i didn't have to run the, you know the uh the, the dmr and the, and the sprint medley and the four by four and the four by one and the, you know what i mean and, and just week in week out um and and i don't want to talk to you about you know i don't want to ask you about uh, you know any regret or anything of that nature but I, I heard you say just a moment ago you know you have you know it makes you cry because you didn't give us everything that you had in you. And, you know, let me just say from, from the outside looking in and from, um, you know, the fans perspective and and a a member of this uh, track world that what you gave us, man, I mean, those nights, the state meet multiple times, the comebacks, the great, the great handoffs, the great passes, the, the woo, um, in you know, in in the, in the quarter, in the half, um, in the deuce, you know, the, the your contribution to track and field. Hold on one second. Your contribution to track and field. It it wasn't as long in the public sphere as, uh, you know, as, as we all made, as we all wanted. Uh, you know, I don't think there was anybody necessarily rooting against you. I think we, I think you had a lot more people, um, at least from public perspective, you know, that were w- wishing you well, wanting you to do well than um, against you. But, you know, brother, I appreciate what you did. And, you know, as a guy who, you know, like I said, 
flat-footed cupcake eating cat um, looking at looking at you, saying, "My goodness, look what that brother can do!" And just watching, cheering, shouting, screaming, hollering, trying to you know shake your hand or pat you on the back anytime I you know ran into you, bumped you, and um, you know I appreciate you know on behalf of everybody in LA that ever unless we ran the anchor lake for Morningside in 96. <laughs> um, I think everybody is greatly appreciating, um, you know, the contribution that you, that you made because those, those moments, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Honestly, I do. And, and, you know, because this life, man, it's a journey. And, you know, I've got a few, I've got a few summers on you in, in terms of just as an adult. And, you know, it's a journey, man. It's a journey. And your, your greatest glory, you know, may yet to be had. In, in all honesty, there's no, uh, it may not come, you know, it might not come like that, you know, with a baton in your hand or, you know, on the winter stand getting a, you know, but you might be, Obviously, you are, you know, a beacon of light and um, a shining example of what, what can be done, um, you know, if a, if a young man and if a coach is willing to listen and put the work in, take care of their athlete and do all those kind of things, it, it can be done because it has been done. And, you know, but you, with your work now, you know, you can, let's, let's transition just a little bit and talk about you know, what you are, the contribution you're making to individuals and families and young people in the health space. Yeah. You know, 19 years dealing with these herbs, helping people with cancer, helping people with prostate cancer, breast cancer, um, diabetes. Um, so I'm a master at herbology. Hmm. So that's where I make most of my money. Mm. I'm doing five to six thousand dollars a month. Um, so yeah, I, I do good with my business, dealing with the personal training. Mm. You know, I still train um, children and uh, people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just give back. Like I like to give back and give my information and my knowledge on giving back to uh, people that need help. Like I'm a, I'm a server, like serving people. That's true. And I, I got all this information in my head that I've been dealing with for since 1998 when I started studying and researching. And I really got it. I really got involved with it because of my injury. Okay. So I went into yoga, I went into water, I went into herbs, I went into, you know, holistic sciences. And yeah, I give back a lot and it pays me a lot and I live good, but I still have a problem with my track and field legacy. I hear you. I hear you. I, I hear you there. In, in, it still hurts me that I didn't accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. Sure. So it still hurts me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
so now, so now some years, some years removed from, uh, from the glory days um, on the track. What do you, what do you think you're going to need? Uh, is there, is there something you feel like you need to accomplish or, or do that will resolve that or to settle that, um, that, that, that feeling? Or do you feel like it's something you, you're, you're going to carry? What are you going to do to put that down? So I'm going to do, do that with my series, my movie. So oh, people, okay. have seen, people have seen the documentary, but when they see the movie and it's more detailed, um, I think once that's over with, and then with my shoe coming out, because I have a beautiful track shoe. Oh, wow. Wonderful. When that, yeah, when that comes out, then I could release that uh, for my track career. Yeah. And then going to my um my other uh things that I have to do in life. Oh fantastic. So so what's the schedule? What's the schedule for the film release? Um I'm going to Kenya in two weeks. Okay. Nairobi. Mm-hmm. So we're filming with the Kenyans. I used to live in Ethiopia. I mean Eritrea. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm tapping into into their um into their matrix mm -hmm. and then after that i just want to get the film out and then my next goal was to get the shoe out so of course if, if a million people two million five million people see the film they're going to want to buy the shoe yeah and the shoe comes with a book it comes with a shirt it comes with a hat nice. where's opie and then you know i'm big on cooking i'm big on the herbs i'm big on a lot of stuff Nice. So, um, yeah, that's the that's the next step. Okay. Well, listen, uh, you know, I am going to have uh, where's Obi shirt, even though I won't have to. I won't have to ask because I'm gonna stay in contact so I can help to, um, you know, promote, you know, whatever it is that you're doing. And, and certainly, I want to get with you. Um, as we spoke before uh, before we hit record on um, how you know, what I can do to, you know, supplement, augment my diet, change, make some, make some switches, make some changes right around time. Yeah. So that, you know, I'm, 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 it's very interesting. You mentioned, tell me the name of the country again. Not uh, Nairobi. No, no, no. The, uh, the small oh, area. Eritrea. Yes. Because. It's really Eritrea. At a trio, but it's a reacher is is right next to Ethiopia. Yeah, they be the same country, but mm -hmm. I was over there with brother, um, one of my brothers from Cal Berkeley. We did high uh, high altitude training out there when I was trying to make my comeback. Okay, Named, uh, brother Belota. Brother Belota. Okay, that's okay. Brother Well, I mentioned that, uh, I wanted to go back to Eritrea because. Uh, Tiffany Hash's father is from there. Yes, he is. And that's where Nipsey was from. Yeah, I just talked to, and everybody like, man, you look like Nipsey. And I'm like, I'm older than Nipsey. He looked yeah, like exactly. <laughs> it's like Nipsey looked like me. 
But yeah. I just, yeah, I just reached out to the sister because um, she's supposed to be playing um, Flojo. Oh, okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. Look out. That's sent cool. You my shoe. I just sent you my shoe. Don't post it. But oh that's... no, oh no, 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 no. That's just that won't go any further. Nobody. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's that's where it's going, bro. Man, I'm telling you, I'm so grateful. Oh! Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm not playing. I'm not playing. So that's my legacy for my daughter, Yaya. That's my legacy. Like, everybody that's in the track and field world, like, they deal with Jones. Y'all need to get this shoe. Because oh I'm a legend, and I did great. I did great stuff in the sport. Y'all need to get this shoe, man. Listen, I'm gonna I got five shoes, brother. I'm gonna get a pair and put it in a glass case. I'm gonna need you to sign mine, of course, because they're not getting worn. I'm just gonna sit up there, and you know, my 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 children. Um, well, man, I've been coaching since I've been coaching since I was 20. I'm before Lord let me live. I'll be 47 and. I was 18, but um, I got one. I got my my second daughter to run. She ran one season, and I man, I had so much fun out there. Um, how old is your daughter, Yaya? Yaya, 17. Okay, okay. Now, is she interested in running at all? Is she out there? Nah, she's a she's a, a model. She's all into the entertainment because her mom's a, a, ward, a wardrobe stylist, so she's been around entertainers. So she just got back from Mexico yesterday. Oh wow! Nah, she's not, yeah, she's not into no track. Man, I got my daughter out to run one season. She had a wonderful time. I had a wonderful time. I didn't give her any kind of pressure. I let her coaches coach her. They did a good job. We had a good time, and. Um, but I'm telling you, man, when that shoe comes out, well, I, I hope you, uh, I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready for, I hope you're ready for the groundswell of love that is going to come your way, um, because you know, as you, said, you know, the way you, you know, the way you felt about it, and the way you feel about it, was was driving you to do this. Um, you know, I'm sure I speak more. More than seventeen people. Mm-hmm. When I say that, <laughs> I think I think that particular style, that shoe right there, the look of it, the you know, I, I can imagine the feel of it is going to sell like hotcakes. Um, can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's gonna be beautiful. Uh, oh, I want to say. Hey, Obi, I want to thank you so much for joining us today um, on I Represent the 2%. We're so excited to, um, you know, hear your voice and, you know, hear updates on what you're doing with, you know, with the health community, taking care of the people here in Los Angeles, Southern California, and all over. We're looking forward to the film, the documentary, the shoe, which will be ready for, if not this Olympics, the next one. Um, and I, there's a kid out there right now that's look that's got his got your name on his wall, her wall, and saying, "I want to run like 
that. Um, so, you know, you, you've modeled, you know, greatness and on, as a teenager and you're modeling greatness now. And don't let, don't let anything, you know, tell you that woulda, coulda, shoulda, we moving on. We about to do, we done did, we're going to do this next thing. So I just, you know, just want to congratulate you, man, and let you know I appreciate you. I love you, and um, you know, I'm I'm here to support you in any way I can. Okay, brother. Thank you. We, we might have we might have lost connection there, but we're glad. And uh, this has been I represent the two percent with your host Amos Wellington and our special guest. Penn Relays Hall of Famer, SoCal legend, Pasadena Hall of Pasadena Sports Hall of Fame inductee, Obi Wan.